Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Paik. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Sweet Tooth. This week we are covering Season 2, Episode 7, titled I'll Find You. The penultimate episode. The... Oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready either. And, you know, I, I know we're going to get into it, but, you know, it was a, a different episode. They kind of slowed things down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it uh, which was good. Yeah. Not to, like not in a negative way. I don't mean it that way, but it was just not quite what I expected for a penultimate because, you know, it's usually when they're kind of really picking up full steam ahead and there's a lot of action, a lot of things that I know we got that in last week's episode. And this, mm-hmm. this week we, we kind of slowed down a little bit. What did you think of this week's episode? Did you like it? I loved this one. I really oh, did. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, my eyes are still a little puffy. Maybe. I don't know. Even on, oh, I know. It, even on second watch, like there's, there's a lot of emotional beats that like this, this episode really, really knew how to, to hit me right in the feels. <laughs> mm hmm. I agree with that. All right. Well, without further ado, because I know we're really anxious to talk about it. Um, and before we get too far into our notes talking about how much we enjoyed it, because I, I, I did too, and I'm excited to talk about it this week. Because, um, yeah, this is our, our penultimate and there's only one left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, sad to be wrapping it up. It doesn't feel like we're here already. But I know we are. So, all right. Well, kick us off uh, tonight with your first point. All right, my first point. Um, I wanted to talk about Amy a little bit right. and her kind of story throughout this episode, her uh, conundrum, situation, condition, whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, we see her sitting in the back of the bus and she's very overwhelmed. And, you know, if you didn't know what was going on because of the end of last episode, you'd be like, oh, I mean, it's a lot to, you know, she's finally got her kids back and maybe she's just letting it all process. I'm sure that's what, like, Jep or, you know, whatever is thinking at first. But uh, it's when they take that little pit stop at the playground. And after all the kids are back on the bus and Jep goes to Amy and she's backing away from him on the playground is where we really get the first interaction with this situation. And at first he thinks that she's still mad at him and he's like trying to apologize for all this. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Um, <laughs> but but he realizes what's going on soon enough because she's like, stay back. And she's got the the like handkerchief and stuff. And then he realizes what's going on. Um, I, I don't want to put too much like negativity on Amy because she is going through a lot right now. She does say, I forgive you. You know, you, you saved my kids. I forgive you. But I'm like, I, I get that you're like sick and probably don't have a lot of time but i still do think you owe him an apology (laughs) (laughs) like like, i thought i don't know if you should end it with i forgive you like uh he also should be forgiving you for some 
bullshit you pulled that you still need to settle that, I think. But <laughs> Okay. Then, yes, thank you. I feel a little, because I'm like, okay. Um, I appreciate that. But, Amy, do you have something you want to say to Jeff? Right. <laughs> that was what I'm thinking. And then it's your turn. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> which just shows, though, I think, again, how incredible of like a person Jep is that we've seen his growth that like he's not worried about that because we even have him you know he has every right to be mad and expect that apology is like you know the things that you said and the things that you did but no in that moment he just tells her you know tell me what you need that he's all there to make sure that she and the kids are taken care of and big man best best man <laughs> he's great uh yeah, and he even mentions, you know, well, Abbott's got this treatment and this cure, and that's where we have, you know, that she did pick up that vial in the lab and pocketed it. We saw that. And she says, yeah, I, I've got it, but I'm not going to use it. And then that's where she has that little kind of speech, mini speech <laughs> that she gives, you know, where she says, they killed my boy to make this. I'm not taking it. I'll never take it. His name was Roy. He was eight years old. He loved soccer, and I'm holding on to him. I'm just like, oh, man. Right. Uh, and then really, you know, we have her little conversation with Becky where I'll talk more about Becky later, but, you know, mm -hmm. giving her that kind of respite and, you know, Becky knows through Jep, giving her break from the kids is like, you know, are you going to tell them and then do time? And then that's when we see her decide the first person she's going to tell as far as the kids is Wendy, which makes sense. And, you know, they walk off together on this little walk so they can have that conversation, which is all off screen. Except for the one little moment where you just see like the silhouette of them and you can tell that she has just told her. And I was just like, oh, yes. heartbreaking, gut wrenching, tears. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Ugh." laughs> it was a, a, a beautiful moment. I don't think mm -hmm. I think they did it in just the right way because I don't think they needed to have any words. Yeah. You know, yeah, it worked out really well. And then when we see her sitting around the fire with the kids, uh, I wonder if she did let them all know at that point, because, I mean, it kind of seems like the conversation they were having, like the kids were aware, like maybe they ha had been told and had time to process. I'm not sure. Maybe they haven't. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but she is giving them some uh, things to remember, things to live by, and really hammering home this idea of, you know, even if I'm gone, continue to live your lives, take care of each other, be there for each other, experience the world the best you can, live your life, love life, and... It's it's also a very moving scene with all of the like I love yous and everything back and forth. I'm just like, okay, take this knife out of my heart, please, sweet tooth. <laughs> For real, yeah, man. But yeah, so it's a quick point, but that's I just wanted to talk about. Yeah, Amy a little bit and all of the super emotional stuff that she had this episode. Yeah, and and I am uh, a little less mad at her than what I was, you know, a couple episodes back. Back whenever she did say the things that she said to Jeff and was, you know, gonna basically take Gus away from him. Um, although I I agreed with you, I think that I'm like, you know, I I, I think you need to say something too now, um, you know, and at least uh, kind of close the loop on that. But I agree, Amy was uh, one of my points too. So I'll just add to what you said. Um, you know, knowing knowing that now she's back with her kids and she's only going to have a short time with them, you know, um, kind of made you realize what was really important. And, you know, I'm glad that they didn't wait too long in the episode before she finally disclosed that truth um, to Jeb 
and the kids um, and not dragged it out because sometimes they do. They'll just yeah. drag it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm glad that they didn't do that. I'm glad we, we got it. Um, and I questioned at first the, you know, her not wanting to say something to the kids, but you know, I'm like, yeah, look at all the crap that they've been through. Look at what, what they've uh, been through at the zoo being captive and harassed and, their lives basically on the line with mm-hmm. the rate at what Adi Addie was, you know, grabbing kids and making his secret sauce and experimenting on them and things, um, you know, to, to find the cure. Um, if they hadn't gotten to them when they did, any one of those kids could have been next, you know? Yeah. Um, so knowing, knowing what pressure they were under their lives being at risk there at the zoo, um, even trying to then their escape uh, from the zoo um, and thinking that, you know, one more time they, they might not make it out. So kind of letting them have a moment to kind of enjoy their little road trip and enjoy being all together. They've survived. They've been reunited with their mom. So I think that that probably was the best decision to kind of let mm-hmm. them get there to their destination, uh, kind of settle a little bit. Let them just be kids. Yeah. You know. Uh, letting them kind of roam the woods and look at, you know, talking about, oh, can we build a tree house and we have crayons and can we play a game? You know, just getting to, to you know, be alive and not have to worry about uh, the things that they worried about before. So I think she made a good, good decision there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when she told Wendy, that was, you know, really heart wrenching. I wasn't 100 percent sure. If, like you said, when they're sitting at the campfire, if, if she had told the kids, but I, I kind of assumed that that she did just based on what she was telling them. Yeah. You know, because, wh- you know, I could see why they question, like, why are you telling us this stuff? You know, like, you're going to be here, you know, because it kind of implies that she won't. So, yeah, because I think Finn says something is like, oh, well, you know, we love you, mom, forever. Like, it's this very, like, no matter what happens or even after you're gone, we still love you and you're in our hearts. So it, it did feel like, even though it wasn't, spelled out for us i think she may have told them yeah i i would guess so because i don't i don't i wouldn't guess that she has much time left so by going ahead and telling them and you know getting them kind of prepared then they can then just enjoy the time that they have left you know Mm -hmm. with their mom you know that she can be with them as much as possible and you know, and enjoy that time and knowing how, how precious it is, you know, with whatever that they have left. So, yeah. So yeah, all good things. Um, you know, I didn't have too much to add to that cause kind of a small, small little piece, but yeah, I agree with all that. Mm. Um, that was actually one of my points too. Do you want to go on with your next one? I know all we're right. probably going to run, run into each other's a lot. Tonight. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's totally that's fine, fine with that. <laughs> I have a lot of extra notes too, but, uh, <laughs> All right, next one, uh, kind of more to the beginning-ish of the episode, but I just want to like focus on, it's like one scene, but the bus escape there, them getting finally out of the zoo area, away from Abbott's compound, uh, as they're, you know, on the bus, and then it's blocked when it gets to the checkpoint, and they're trying to, you know, figure out how are we going to get out of here, the road's blocked off, and then this big old tank rolls up, which... You know, they're scared and like I feel like, you know, they're trying to build up this like intensity and like worry. But I was like pretty pretty right like right away I was pretty sure that like, well, that's Rufus and Bobby. They found their tank. Like I knew like I was like <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't worried about that. Uh and and yeah, they, they blow up the car that was blocking the road, blow it out of the way, and then 
you know, they're like, oh, who's that? What's going on? And then I like the little like hatch opens up and (laughs) Bobby am back, bitches, you know, like (laughs) like he's so badass. He's just like, (laughs) he he was, I think, really feeling himself in the moment there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's driving a tank, man. I know. He's, He's all in it. It's like a lot of the kids have done some pretty like awesome stuff lately, but I feel like, yeah, Bobby's going to be like, when he gets back on that bus, he's like, yeah, I'm the tank guy. I'm the badass right now. You know, <laughs> like, didn't it look like he was strutting a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Like, he's kind of like, it almost uh-huh. looked like they had him going in slow motion. Like, yeah. he's like, yep, you know, really, really feeling that moment. I loved that for him. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> uh, and then that the Rufus did form that connection with him was also really great. I think he's, he, hopefully, he'll become a much better person now. Uh, yeah. Having experienced some time with one of these hybrids and then, because even though, you know, he, when he puts Bobby on the bus, he looks at Jeff and says, you take care of him. He's an awesome little dude. I was like, yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, which also at the time that the tank showed up, I didn't mention Animal Army also arriving, which helps give the bus plenty of time to escape. Because even after they kind of leave, then the Animal Army can stay behind and fight off any last men showing up. And let the bus, you know, hold them at bay so the bus can get further and further away. Which I just love when the Animal Army showed up. Again, it's like one of those little moments that you've been waiting for. And it was like, not a huge moment. It was just a little thing. But like Bear dropping down on the hood and giving Gus that wink. And I was just like, oh, the feels. Man, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So that was really cool. And then after, you know, when the bus is taking off, Bear does go with the bus crew there. Leaves the rest of the Animal Army to stay behind to try to finish off the last men and then that's when we get the song 50 ways to leave your lover by paul simon uh which this song this song has zero connection to what's going on in the scene like lyrically everything you're like this is the strangest choice it usually they're very like clear on like this song has like double triple meanings i don't think there was i think they picked that song solely for the one line of hop on the bus gus that's the only reason it was on that is the only connection i made too i was like this is an interesting choice and then yeah then that line popped up and i was like okay okay." they picked it just for that there's no like (laughs) you know double or triple meanings like a lot of songs have it was like just that one line is what they wanted to get i I think Uh. so Which, hey, works for me, because uh, it was fun. Uh, and yeah, so that's, I just want to talk about that point, is just getting the bus out of there, the reuniting Bear to them, because it was so great to have our trio, Jeff, Gus, and Bear, back together, already cracking jokes at each other, and it's just the best. I was like, yes, we're back. I lo- I've been waiting for it all season, you know, waiting for them to get together, and it's one of my points, too, so I'll just add um, quickly um, to, to what you had. Um, Because I think you you summed it up pretty well. But yeah, I loved getting that reunion. And, uh, you know, when Becky jumps on the hood and gives that little wink to Gus, my heart. I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, you know, and then they hugged. And I was so happy um, that they were reunited. Like I said, it's been one of the things I've been waiting for uh, all season is to get our our people back together. You know, I, I feel like they're... They're better together and they're, you know, stronger together. And so it was really good. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we got the animal army back together again. I know we've had Tiger for a couple of episodes, but we haven't got to see, you know, um, much of the, the animal army at all. And it's kind of like, well, they have to come back, right? Like we yeah. have to see them. We can't, we haven't seen them since last season. So 
it made sense that that was kind of a, like a little bit of a reunion yeah. in of itself. There was the reunion with um, Bobby and the rest of, of the kids, you know, yeah. um, they had been separated. Um, and yeah, I love the turnaround with, with Rufus. I'm like, yes, now go, go forth and be nice to hybrids and <laughs> be, be a good person, you know? Um, so yeah. And then the reunion with, you know, Becky realizing, um, you know, that, uh, Wendy mm. was on that bus. So kind of a reunion getting ready to kind of happen, uh, unbeknownst to Wendy. So yeah, that was my, one of my points was just talking about the reunion. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, um, cause I know that I'll, I'll try and jump in with a point here. So you're not going yeah. like to lead this whole thing. <laughs> I knew we were going to cross a lot here yeah. because, I mean, it was a good episode and it was almost an hour, but I don't know, picking out, uh, for me anyway, picking out, a, a, you know, a, a lot of different points um, was kind of difficult because it all merges together. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about Birdie's tape. Yes. Uh, so we finally found a method of playing the tape, found the Walkman uh, in the cabin. It's like, oh boy, does that bring back memories, right? Uh, I can't believe that thing still plays because I know if mine sat in a drawer long enough and you're like, oh, hey, I wonder if this thing still works. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Must have been a good one. Um, But wow, that whole uh, tape and then when the tape is playing, I mean, it kind of cut a lot to Gus as he's listening. And then, but we were also getting some flashbacks um, of, of Birdie. And I loved getting those flashbacks because, I mean, we've gotten Birdie on and off uh, since season one, but man, we just still didn't really know a whole lot about her. Yeah. Um, And, you know, what her role and what she did and, you know, just kind of about her as a person. I mean, we, we, we've gotten a little bit, uh, but we, we got more this episode and it was so great to see and, and to hear her voice, um, you know, as we're getting some of these flashbacks of what what her actions were, uh, I thought was really needed. And it was, you know, you talk about how this uh, episode hit you in the feels, and this definitely Mm -hmm. did it for me. You know, um, I can't imagine, you know, what it was like for Gus to try to listen to this uh, tape where his mom, essentially, right? Yeah. is is telling him that or well i guess the tape technically was made um for pubba um but you know for Gus too um hearing her say that she can't come find him yeah uh and i i mean it makes sense why she can't but i can't imagine what it would be like for Gus you know hearing that and uh so all the emotions that you know uh came came with that you know, when he's sitting on the roof and he's crying and, and then you kind of get to see the kind of person that Birdie is and how she chose not to, not to say where Gus was knowing that if she, cause everyone's looking for her, uh, if she's found, uh, they're going to find Gus, right? Yeah. So if she goes and finds him, they're going to find him. And she, it was so touching to hear her say, you know, uh, as she's talking to Pubba, you know, live a life with him. You know, he deserves it. He deserves a life. And, you know, even if I can't be in it, you know, do it, do it for me. Um, 
Oh gosh, yeah, that was um, that was heartbreaking. Um, but in those flashbacks, we we got some origins of yeah. the sick. I, I feel like I'm still just a little bit confused. So I don't know if if you have some insight into it, or if maybe you even have some of the same questions. But so I we we got to see Birdie studying those eggs and Gus's egg was unfertilized so how in the world (laughs) you know does it have a heartbeat how is their life there Um, we heard Jillian say in one of the other eggs there I guess there were only two viable eggs out of all of them and yeah one one had Gus and then one had I guess the sick yeah pretty much I think that's that's what I took from it Okay. Yeah, it's. I was trying to piece it together because it is difficult. Because uh, it's like, yeah. okay, so we see. So Gus was born from an egg that was in this experiment. So I mean, not a human birth. We knew that, but like, we. I was still trying to piece together. Like, okay, where did he come from? So it's yeah, these like two eggs from these like cultures that they pulled from the ice cores in Alaska. Whatever DNA culture, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. They had found this stuff because they were looking for this like fountain of youth miracle cure kind of thing, and whatever they found, it was kind of alien—not necessarily extraterrestrial, but alien as far as meaning unknown, not you know, in origin. Right. What they found, and so they brought those back, and they were, I guess, putting them into these like unfertilized eggs just to see if they had some kind of you know cellular life or whatever. And yeah, so the two that were viable, viable were the one that ended up becoming Gus. And then, yeah, this other one that they focused on, which I think they're leading us to believe was the virus. Because it was bigger and, like, grayer, and it kind of was like, if if an egg can be menacing, that's what it was, right? Um, (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I I was a little lost on that one, too, but I was like, "Eh, I'm going along with it enough to be like, you know, I don't need too much specifics. I'll, I'll, I'll get with it. But then... Yeah, I think when in the flashback, Birdie is talking to, to Jillian when she's in her in that like hospital bed in her room. That's where it was. So the virus started. She said, you know, it started with hubris is Jillian injected herself with what was in the second egg mm-hmm. because she's like, oh, they're going to take too long to get to human trials. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then she gave herself this virus that's highly contagious and she probably passed it to everybody that she was in contact with, you know, in that time after she did. And that's what she's patient zero. As she says, that's she started the whole thing. And so that that's like the flip side of the coin that created Gus. That's what I'm trying to figure out is like, because we still have people giving birth to hybrids that I'm still not clear on. Yeah, human yeah. birth. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know Can how it... one thing led to the other on that. Other than, like, yeah, it's like they're they're connected, but also different. Because, like, are people contracting, like, this ability? Like, you know, is there something changing their DNA to help have them give birth to hybrid children? But they're not sick. So it's like, right. it's a separate thing, but they're connected. I don't know. It's. I still feel like we need more information. <laughs> Definitely need more information. But I mean, and we knew Gus was special because he wasn't from a human birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the first hybrid. Yeah. So there was his his egg and this other egg. So they, like you said, two 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 sides of the same coin there. 
And but then how did it get to did it is it some sort of you know, if if people or if women maybe or even men, I don't know, I like you said, it are if they're being exposed when the sick is like airborne or something, instead of becoming sick, is it changing something about them that then they're giving birth to hybrids or creating hybrids? You know, just being like, instead of getting sick, this is what happens. I, yeah. I, I don't know. That sounds so bizarre to even like say that. And as I'm saying it out loud, but I'm just trying to figure out, you know, and I don't know if, if, if we need to know, but I feel like it's it's important to know why, you know, Gus was created from this egg but then other hybrids were human birth how did that happen and then i guess i'm not clear on what jillian thought was in that other egg like why yeah. would she just inject herself with right. that like, but she was just so caught up because I mean, we find out this uh you know thacker was her great-grandfather who had like mm-hmm. this degenerative uh thing that i guess she also had it was a family kind of thing uh her bloodline and she was just like obsessed with knowing what he was after and trying to find it. And that's the whole reason they found these things. But she was after what her great grandfather was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess <laughs> it seems like, you know, if she's as well renowned of like a scientist, medical, you know, whatever that she was, you'd think she'd be smarter than that. But I guess not <laughs> that she's just like, I'm just going to see what happens, <laughs> you know, stab. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what she's thinking. Yeah. Uh, and clearly it was a bad idea and then she's asking birdie to like well now you have to get gus back because she's also realizing that because it's kind of the two sides of that coin thing that he his body could have the cure and she's not even sure as you know abbott and stuff are now really exactly how it works but she's like it's the only chance we have and birdie's like uh no I, she tells her she will but she she straight up lies to her she just gets the information Absolutely. about alaska and there's like yeah i'll totally bring him back you just wait here <laughs> and die and then i'll you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, I, I that's where it kind of lost me a little bit because I'm like, well, what was supposed to be in this other egg? What What did you think that was that you would just inject yourself, you know, um, and, and take this chance. And she's like, well, I wanted to accelerate the human trials, right? Because, you know, I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but I know that you don't just, you know, start developing something and then jump into human trials. There's a whole process, right? Before, before you get there. Uh, so she was looking to accelerate that process and make herself um, kind of be that guinea pig to get it started yeah. because I know she had this, like you said, this obsession. So I'm, I'm, I wish we had just kind of understood at least what she, even if it wasn't the, what she thought it was, if she would have said what she thought it was. Yeah. You know, it uh, may not have been the actual thing, but what did she think was in this egg that, you know, was, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go for it and see if it cures all my, it's like, yeah, it, it's a little much. I did notice that this episode had at least two 
moments that I thought were there were like a little background conversation or something that could have been missed was foreshadowing mm-hmm. something important. Uh, okay. At the beginning of the episode, while Birdie is like listening for the heartbeat, you know, before she hears it, you hear, you know, Jillian has having this conversation with some other scientists there about, you know, we need to get things done faster because the, you know, funds and all this. And this other scientist tells her, you know, we have to be careful not to rush things because one loose strand of something could be disastrous. And so. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then look what happened. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Trying to rush the process. Yeah. And she unleashes the sick. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because so, like, you know, having the captions on on my second watch helps with that. Because like, you know, you're focused on Birdie, but then I can read this conversation happening in the background. I was like, oh, it's pretty important that he said that because that's exactly what happened because she didn't pay attention to that exactly yeah i i know a lot of folks aren't fans of of having the captions on but i tell you what it it really helps you know picking up on those small details because yeah Yeah. you are so focused on birdie hearing a heartbeat that you would otherwise maybe miss out so yeah yeah that's a good point um because yeah that's exactly what happens you know she she did speed up the process so who knows would the sick and everything that that came with that even have happened if she hadn't done that you know what if they had had time to kind of study and learn and understand what whatever the hell was supposed to be in this other egg um you know it wouldn't have just been unleashed but because she yeah. injected herself and then in turn infects everyone she's come into contact with so much so that she's saying like within a week it's like it's just the whole thing's just going to happen like yeah. it's going to collapse and and as we've seen in other flashbacks of her conversations it did seem to happen pretty fast um when it when it you know first came out um so she's essentially responsible mm-hmm. do you think then that kind of eliminates um because there's always been this well did the did the hybrids cause the sick and I mean, I feel like that kind of puts it. Yeah, I think to rest, right? No, that like maybe the six still somehow created the hybrids, but yeah, that Gus is not responsible for that because, I mean, Birdie spent all that time with Gus as a baby before things went down, and I mean, she's fine. So, <laughs> right, yeah, some really great information. Not enough, but like like I said, I feel like there's things you're you can be okay without knowing. Like you you might want to know, but it's like well. That's just stuff you want to know. It's not really relevant to know yeah. uh, for the story. But I do wish we'd gotten a little bit more anyway about like what Jillian thought was in that. Like what was she trying to do or um, what did she think that that was or what she was trying to accomplish anyway mm. uh, with that besides just speeding up the process? Like why would you risk that? I don't know. I don't want to inject anything weird in into myself and, you know, assume that. Uh, the science is going to catch up to save me or, you, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, okay, what's your next point? Um, well, I can continue on with that. Uh, yeah, please. that was one of my, like, that's my biggest point, definitely. It's just Birdie, some of that backstory, and also the cassette. Uh, which, yeah, it was good to see a little bit more of what happened to her, like, directly after, like, she hands off Gus to Richard and then. We see her trying to pack some stuff up and get stuff ready. She's able to warn Judy about what's coming a little bit, but then she gets taken. Uh, which, again, you know, she's taken by these these guys, whatever government people, 
and then they have her go in to talk to Jillian. I guess Jillian had her like brought in. It's it, it seems to in in order to be like you're on a mission, bring Gus back to me, and then that's where she's like, "Yep, I'll totally do that," and then doesn't. Uh, which yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, Gus's part in that listening to the set, which when Bear's like, "I have news about Birdie," and it was like the way that she delivered that line, it's like Gus and Jep are both like, "Oh, she's dead, got it," you know, like the, the yeah. way that she said that, I'm like, eh, phrasing. Uh, Delivery then, needed a little work. Yeah. I know, because then she's like, I talked to her, and they're both like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's not where I thought this was going. Uh, yeah, and then she's able to give Gus the cassette, so her mission was successful. That's what she's been focused on this whole season, so yay. Um, and we see Gus is happy to be home, has all his friends and stuff with him, but you can tell that he's also a little sad that Bubba's not there to see all of it, missing him. Yeah. But then, yeah, on the plus side, Jep does find the cassette player and the headphones. So Gus can listen to this message from Birdie. And then throughout the flashbacks and when Gus is listening, I love the through line of the heartbeat through this whole episode. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. I really love that touch. It's, it's mm-hmm. really cool because, you know, it talks about, you know, hearing the heartbeat in the egg and then it just keeps going through the whole episode. And like when Gus is listening, he's hearing that heartbeat kind of in his ears, you know, and then heartbeat is brought up you know i do it again in a heartbeat and you know it's yes just, it's just it keeps coming up and i thought it was really cool uh so okay. yeah so we get the the jillian stuff which then so when birdie goes to alaska instead of yellowstone i assume her plan is is she is because she took a picture of like the map and all the notes and stuff that jillian had mm-hmm. so she did so jillian did do some good at least in one way that was like one, her saying, you'll never have a life with him. If, you know, you go after him, they're going to find you. She took that as, you know, solid advice and said, you're, no, you're right. I can't go to Gus. Um, but then I think she's headed to Alaska to actually still try to find a cure. I think she's going to, she says she's going to save the world. So she, maybe she's like, well, if I go back to where we found Gus, maybe I can find something else similar in that same vein that can be a cure, but I can spare Gus. And let him live. So I think that's what she's doing. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was gathering from that, and it and it makes sense. You know, uh, we we questioned earlier, like, what the hell is she doing in Alaska? What yeah. is all of this? And we got more pieces to that that puzzle. And I I think so. I mean, if 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 the samples came from there, uh, then it stands to reason. There's there's. If you find the origin, find the source, there's there's got to be something there, right? Um, yeah. Or at least, hopefully, that's what you're hoping for. Anyway, that's what she's hoping for, I think, you know, is to go, go where um, all of that started from those samples, those core samples. So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And then it's, you know, she makes this recording, this cassette, before she leaves for Alaska, which is really kind of bittersweet that, you know, Richard did never get that message. She says you might never hear it, but I wanted to give you an explanation. And we, you know, Richard doesn't ever hear it. But I then know. years later, Gus is listening to it, and it is really impactful a little bit there. And then just watching him, you mentioned sitting on the roof, and you know, you said the tears kind of rolling down his face, like he's just letting all this information and truth just wash over him. And it's just very emotionally like touching scene where you really see him like. Because, yeah, it's got to be, like, it's got to hurt. It's got to sting a little bit to hear this voice being like, you know, I love you and I did all this for you, but I'm not going to be looking for you because it's for your own protection. And as much as that's sad to hear, I think he understands. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when he's talking to Jeff later, he's asking about Alaska. Like, I think he's like, can we go? Can we go and try to find her? And Jeff's telling him, you know, that's, that's going to be a very difficult task. And I think she has her reasons. She would just want you to be happy and safe and not worried about her. And you can tell that he's not super pleased with that answer, but also knows that Jeff's probably right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then when they see the Northern Lights, maybe Jeff guesses like, is it a sign? Maybe it's a sign. Like, I think this, like, there's something <laughs> hanging on to him where like, it's gonna, it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna live in his head forever, which who knows, they gotta go somewhere else now. So, uh, maybe Alaska. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'd be like, but, why does it have to be somewhere cold? You know? Right. <laughs> why, why can't she be like in Florida or something? Yeah. Know, where it's but I picked up California. before. Yeah. Before Gus, you know, leaves and goes and sits out there by the fence where, you know, Jeplet kind of panics a little bit, you know, to go find him. But, you know, what Gus was doing before he left is he's laying up there in bed listening to that tape. And it's like, it makes me mm-hmm. think it's like he's been listening to this thing over and over, over. and over again. And it's mm-hmm. just like. Oh, my heart. You know? <laughs> I know. I thought, I swear when I saw, or when the tape ended, I saw him like clicking it off and then rewinding it. Yep. He's just like, and again. It's like, oh, man. I know. Uh, that poor kid, you know? And it's interesting because, you know, if, if he heard that tape in season one, I don't think he would have been ready for it. Yeah. Or, like you said, understood. I think as hard as it probably was to hear uh, what Bertie was saying um, and how much it probably stung. He, I think did understand it. Yeah. I think all of this emotional growth that we've seen um, from Gus this season, really being aware of the danger, what he's up against, what, uh, why he's in danger and other hybrids are in danger and what's really at stake. He wouldn't have been anywhere near ready to hear yeah, um, that message or understood why it took him this long to also understand, you know, why Papa, you know, kind of lied to him um, to protect him. But not that it makes it any easier because now he's without Papa and he doesn't have Birdie. Um, so it still like leaves a big hole in his heart, uh, I think, for sure. But I don't I, I think he had to hear this tape this season. He, he wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm receptive or as understanding i think but man that was hard to watch um dang he's he's pulling a hell of a uh you know hell of a performance yes this season i said yeah i first this show is the first i've ever seen christian convery and then i keep mentioning cocaine bear so he's got range um (laughs) but yeah so i'm excited to see kind of what yeah he does in the future stuff after this show yeah it's good uh yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention, though, is just kind of just with the backstory, the flashbacks, but, you know, there's nothing said. So Jeff or Gus doesn't have this information. But we have, you know, Birdie did manage to book herself a little private flight to Alaska. Um, and did you notice yeah. the pilot of that plane? I did. I did. <laughs> none Pre- other than. Airlords. Yeah. The leader of the <laughs> Airlords, Dolly. I was like, you know, that's got to be important. I don't know how. Gus or Jeff will come to realize that, or you know, even if they will, but I feel like they they need to. I feel like that's got to be an important information, like piece of information for sure. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a note that I I had more of a question, but a small note. But while we're talking about all of that and uh, her journey to Alaska, and then seeing yes, 
who happened to be a pilot that took her to Alaska. <laughs> so we know that her plane was going down during that whole battle yeah. um, there at the zoo. I, I'm willing to bet she survived. She seemed pretty damn tough. Yeah. Um, I think she probably made it. So if Rufus made I, it, I think she's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I wonder, is she going to pop back up? Maybe not this season, but is she going to pop back up? And are we going to have some time season three in Alaska? Maybe not just with Birdie, but journeying to Alaska. Possibly. You know, if she, if, if they finally all get back together and there's this conversation um, and everyone kind of puts two and two together and she realizes that she's the one that took Birdie to Alaska, well, she's going to know where she took her uh, in Alaska. She's going to have some information about it. Yeah. She knows how to fly a plane. Can they fly, find another plane to get them there? Because, I mean, yeah, Jep, it was just talking about how difficult it is. I'm like, yeah, how, how do you even get to without like flying uh or like do you do you drive i don't know um, do like the borders like international like borders of countries even like function anymore how does that <laughs> yeah 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 do, do i need a passport um yeah. <laughs> to get through drive it through canada i don't know right. um but you know i i couldn't even imagine that sounds like a terrible road trip to me mm-hmm. uh having to think in alaska that is very big like i know like as far as yeah. like what's habitable is really only just like the like southern parts like you're not going too far mm-hmm. north in alaska but still just like what it is it's like oh she's in alaska yeah you're gonna have to narrow that down because that's it's a lot of space absolutely absolutely so I, I i think you're right i think it's pretty key that it was dolly um either there's going to be a sharing of information or 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 and that there could be a journey. I have a feeling Gus is going to be hard pressed to to try and go find her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe not, but you know, if they've got a plane, it'd be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. So good stuff. Um, I only have like one one more small point, but it's it's um about becky and it's the last point i have to so yeah, yeah it's perfect. <laughs> well let's just talk about it i don't have too much to say because we didn't get a whole lot of of moments and it was just a very short moment but wow uh you know again this this episode really hit you in the feels and this mm. was one of them i love that you know i i kind of wanted to be like bear just tell her just tell her you know um tell her ab- about who you are and, and what happened but I loved how, in the end, I loved how she navigated that, and she she doesn't know yet, you know, Wendy doesn't know the truth yet, but I love that Bear was trying to take a very gentle approach, and mm-hmm. you could see how she was struggling to try to find a moment, how to approach her, and you, you could just, without her even saying it, you know, she's having, I think, this internal struggle to, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? When am I going to say it? When's going to be the right time? Uh and, you know, knowing that, like, Bear knows who she is, Wendy's thinks that she's just meeting her for the first time. I, f- I forgot that she was, like, just a baby. Yeah. So, Wendy would have zero knowledge at all, um, you know, of of Bear and their parents and, you know, anything that happened. Um, so, I loved their sweet little interaction, you know, together uh, in that moment when it seemed like Bear was, you know, finally going to, to tell her or, or try to talk about it. Um, and so I'm, I'm really anxious for that to kind of happen. 
But I think that it was probably best, at least for the moment, while, at least in the next moment, like she was getting ready to find out about Amy, right? She's getting ready mm-hmm. to find out about her mom. So I think it was probably the best time to not, and maybe, um, maybe later, you know, after she's now knowing the truth, it would be a good time for Bear to kind of have that conversation with her and tell her. But, you know, it was um, just a, a sweet awkwardness between the two. Yeah, you know, as as Bear was, I think, going to tell her. So I think it was so sweet, um, and it really made me uh, feel for Bear, uh, Becky, yeah. in that in that moment. I mean, what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I agree, and it's, I've got that as point. But yeah, I think it could be a good time to tell her now. I mean, I don't know now that they've got Abbott Lastman all this to deal with again. Um, mm-hmm. But without that, yeah, it's like yeah, let Amy have that moment. But I mean, it is a good moment, I guess. After that, it sounds kind of bad, but but not really. Uh, you know, to be like, yeah, it's it's bad news to take. You know, that Amy is probably not going to be around much longer, and you have that. It's like, but that you know, you still have family. Like, of course, because Gus and all the other kids, and it's like they're family too. Speaking of family, maybe me and you have a little bit more connection than you would even think. You know, like yeah. I think she could segue into that. Uh, but yeah, she just couldn't find that like right time, and she was like scared too because of. You know, with Amy and the connection they had, Jeff says, oh, you know, she's not going to let that one out of her sight. And it's like, I think she's a little scared to, like, intrude. Even though it is her, like, family, she still has found a a different family and she doesn't want to try to, like, come in between anything. I can understand those, like, feelings that, like, at the end probably aren't that valid. Like, you know, things are probably going to be fine. It probably should be ecstatic to find out she has an older sister. Yeah, but you can see why those fears would be there, and it's it's valid for somebody going through that in the time to have those fears. Uh, but yeah, those <laughs> speaking more against tears and emotions and such as uh, this episode, <laughs> it's just that moment when Becky first sees Wendy and realizes it's her little sister right there on the bus, and then you know yeah. that look in her eyes when she's looking, she's like you know, and she's having those flashbacks and thinking about the baby, and then Gus going, "Oh yeah, Wendy," and she's like, "Oh my god," you know, and then she's like confirmed at that point. And then having Wendy say, I know who you are. And like, you see that like second in her eyes, like you do. And it's like, yeah, you're bare. Gus has told us everything. She's like, oh. you know, like she wants that. And it's just not quite there. So again, I'm going to give big acting prop performance props to Stefania Levy Owen for that. Like the face acting in that. I was like, bravo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very well done. Yeah. And then when she's like, you know, I'm, I'm Becky and <laughs> Gus and Jep being surprised to find out her real name for the first time was also funny. <laughs> Uh, I'd forgotten that they I had never I heard forgot. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. They don't know. We know. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just Becky being such an awesome person, uh, giving Amy that little respite, keeping the kids busy and entertained. It's like, man, she's a natural superstar babysitter, right? Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? That key, I love that. Like, wear yeah. them out, burn off their energy, keep them engaged mentally and physically. It's like... <laughs> You you would have been the perfect babysitter in the normal world. You you know exactly what you're doing. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she's already growing into like a sisterly role, not just with like Wendy, but like with all the kids. Yeah. Uh, and so aside from you know how she handled a lot of that, which you know I'm just like I used to keep crying in this episode a lot, even on second I watch. Know. I but, know every scene. But then on the flip side, um this kind of emotional thing that's going on with Becky was a problem, was a downfall as well. And that's where she makes that huge mistake, uh, which again, remember I mentioned there was another kind of background little 
maybe you miss it thing that was a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So I was going to mention uh, Rufus. It was like an extra note, but it, it ties in here. Um, we hear on the radio the first time when they're at the playground. Because, you know, Jeff walks up, oh, what's the score? Because, like, Becky is keeping tabs with Tiger and stuff on the radio. Mm-hmm. And we hear Rufus's voice. So we know he's working with the Animal Army, which is cool. Another point for his redemption story, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. But we hear his voice on the radio say, stay off this channel, knuckleheads. It ain't clear. Which, yeah, there's an unfortunate little foreshadowing of what's to come later. Because Becky makes this huge mistake. Uh, which I get, she's like emotionally like vulnerable, I guess. Like there's a lot going on. She's found Wendy and she's reconnecting with Tiger and all this stuff is going on in her brain. But she really should have known better than to give away their location over this radio to Tiger. Yeah. Because even if it's like loosely, like of course Abbott's going to capitalize on it, which, which he does. It's like, uh. <laughs> Damn. But yeah. Uh, but after talking to Tiger, she kind of takes tiger's advice where she's like just do it it's like go for it because you have this opportunity to do it now she's gonna love you so then she was she was going to to tell wendy the truth and then that reveal does get cut short because yeah amy comes by with something else extremely important to tell wendy so she knows okay let it go and then again it's like one of those little lines that just got me emotionally where you know wendy's like oh i'm sorry uh uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk later and she's like i'll be right here oh man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. But, you know, it really shows how how far Bear has kind of come, too, mm. where she's not wanting to, like you said, like intrude on the connection that Wendy and Amy have. Yeah. You know, like she doesn't want to take anything away from their relationship, you know, and she's really just waiting for that moment. So a lot of emotional growth from a lot of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I know. Every every darn scene just had you thrown into tears um, and, and heart heartwarming moments. Um, that was all my main notes. I have just like one small note. You might have more um, or might have the same note as I do. Do you want to go over your notes? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because all my points are there. So just like little quick notes. Um, I said, <laughs> Jap. I was like, oh, Jap. <laughs> you try to quick make it a quick pit stop for peeing only, but like, come on, you don't drop mm. the kids off at a playground and expect them to not play, right? Like, definitely. But honestly, they needed it. You can you can tell. So, oh, it's <laughs> oh, after being trapped in that terrible room there at the zoo and being fed mm-hmm. kibble, it was it was great just to see him running around and bouncing around like kids. Yeah. Uh, and then of course when they get to Yellowstone and they're all like traipsing through the forest and jumping over the rocks in the same places we saw in like the first episode and stuff, which is cool. But yeah, a little callback. But I was on edge that whole time. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I have trust issues with shows like this. <laughs> but I can't expect things to just be happy all the time. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, the end of this episode proves my point. Why, right? Uh mm-hmm. but but I was fully expecting the kids to all be happily trekking through the woods only to like find the cabin destroyed or like overtaken by last man or something. Like I just kept waiting for the shoe to drop, right? <laughs> I was too. I was waiting for something terrible to have happened to the cabin. And I was so happy that it didn't. Yes. Yeah, so luckily it wasn't the case. We got plenty of happy, cute moments with all of them there. It doesn't last again by the end of the episode, but they did reach their destination and it was what they imagined it to be. So we'll take the win that we have. Um, for the, yep, for the short time. Yep. 
Yeah, and there's food in the garden. Is uh, Bobby digs and finds a whole mess of potatoes. Which, you know, no more kibble. Uh, I was like, yes, potatoes. Think of the possibilities. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> you can do so many things with potatoes. <laughs> potatoes are the best. Yeah. That's uh, great. Yeah, Jep waking up and then Gus isn't in bed there. So he panics just, just a little bit. Uh, then he runs to the fence and sees Gus sitting out there. Which I think pretty much is exactly where they first met each other, right? It was right there in front of that fence. Because Jeff comes so. in and saves him from those poachers. I think it was like the exact same spot. Um, and then they're looking up at the Northern Lights, which I mentioned. Gus is probably like somewhere in his brain being like, it's a sign. Because he's like, they, they're not usually down this far nor- uh, south. You got to go up further north where it's cold. He's like, like Alaska, huh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's you know? exactly what he's thinking. He's uh, like, I'm taking it as a sign. Yeah. It means something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's when Tiger rolls up injured. I don't know if she's going to survive. She looks to be in pretty rough shape, but uh, is able to warn Becky that Abbott's on his way. And then the animal army seems to be like completely wiped out. So maybe oh, yeah. they underestimated Abbott, which again, what I talked about last week, it was like exactly what Becky was against happening was like, don't get the animal army involved. They're all going to die. And it's like, nah, it's fine now. Okay. And then they, they all died. So uh, <laughs> she was that, right. That was my note was the animal army. Um, that was hard to watch because the, I mean, there were sad moments in this episode. Like if it pulled at your heartstrings, and it was kind of sad and, you know, listening to Birdie's tape, you know, and Gus's reaction, things like that. Uh, Amy, you know, telling Wendy and knowing what's to come. Some sad moments, but also some very heartwarming moments. And and I thought, oh, it's it's not going to go real dark, but it went dark it <laughs> there at the end. <laughs> yeah. uh, that 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 sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the the pile up there of of you know that the animal army and knowing that Tiger was the only one that, that got out. That yeah. that was hard. Yeah. yeah. Just where they left us with this. Man, this this last episode is going to be intense, I'm sure. I can't wait to watch it after this, but I know. Man, I don't I know where believe. they're going to go with this with a finale. I mean, like yeah. knowing that season 3 is like done and on its way. Mhm. It might be some kind of cliffhanger and I'll be okay with that because I know that we have something to look forward to, but I'm yeah. interested to see what it sets up for the final season. I agree. I agree. Um Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention is you were talking about the cabin and, you know, it was all intact. Um, I was curious. Look, I know it's small. It is a small cabin, but it looked mm. roomy enough. You see how the kids were sleeping in the bus? Yeah. Like, why? Isn't there <laughs> enough room to, like, at least lay some pallets on the floor or something and at least let everybody Possibly, be inside? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, might be a little bit crowded, but I don't know. It's got to be more comfortable than like the bus. Have you ever tried to sleep on a school bus? Yeah, it's not the most comfortable. <laughs> no, <laughs> even when it's not moving. Um, so I just I was like, why are they on the bus? Why aren't they? Grab grab all the stuff, make some pallets on the floor. You know, mm-hmm. there's room. You can make room. You can make it work. You know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't believe we're already at the finale. I don't know where it's gonna go and i'm assuming it will probably be left on a cliffhanger but season three uh i i i read again that uh it it, it's filmed it's done so Mm -hmm. hopefully we won't have like two years to wait like we did yeah and uh, one and two 
uh, Daphne has mentioned something to me a few times, which I guess makes sense is like, depending on the writer strike and how long that stuff goes, which I'm not going to complain about because <laughs> again, we have let our right. sentiments know on here, go as long as you need to get your shit, you know, taken care of. Absolutely. Get what you're owed. Yeah. Um, but you know, depending on that kind of stuff, I wonder if, you know, we might get the release of season three earlier than we expect. If Netflix finds itself in a place where like nothing new is being done, we have nothing to just, give them the last season sweet to throw it out there yeah (laughs) right yeah it could it could move some things um i mean it's already kind of affecting some things um that they've you know i've it's it's not necessarily netflix but like um i've heard some movement with like uh some of the disney content with marvel and star wars and Mm -hmm. kind of shifting things around um so it's yeah i'm sure we're gonna see some downstream effects depending on how long um this goes but yeah the good news is is that it's 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 filmed it's wrapped there shouldn't be any rewrites right there's no need to rewrite it's already filmed um so it shouldn't be affected by that if anything like you said maybe we'll get it sooner mm-hmm. but no dates yet we'll we'll report back when when we know a date yeah all, all i know is when i pull up to watch the episodes on netflix right now and netflix has a little thing that's like Season three is coming. It's confirmed. Like, in the, but that's all it says. So <laughs> that's all you're getting. <laughs> they wait to the last. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it takes them forever to finally um, say anything, and then they're not great about advertising, or at least with yeah. Sweet Tooth. You know, I it's like Sweet Tooth um, season two kind of snuck up on us a little bit. You know, um, yeah. it, it was like, oh, it's it's getting to come out, and it was like, well, I didn't even. Okay, I mean, great, but it's like there was no run up to that at all. It was just like announced. Um, so yeah, they're weird how they kind of pick and choose, uh, you know, promoting and releasing the dates. Yep, we'll let you know when we know. All right, I think that's a good place uh, to wrap it. Let's jump into our listener feedback. I might have maybe some news maybe next week once we've finished and I can then go Google Mm -hmm. and not be afraid of being spoiled on what happens. So maybe we'll have some news next week if there's anything of interest. If not, um, we won't worry about it. Um, But let's see what the listeners have to say. You want to take the first one? All right. The first one comes from Don Elizabeth. You can look forward to her coming through for it, right? (laughs) Yep. says, these episodes just keep getting better and better. I love seeing more Birdie's backstory, especially that brief glimpse of Papa. I was so sure that she had gone back to Alaska in search of a cure for what went wrong. Yay, I was right. It was hard knowing that she never came for Gus and Papa because of the danger, and I'm not sure that Gus really understood that. He didn't look terribly upset, but he's just a kid, so I'm not sure. I'm interested in Pake's opinion since he works with children. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I laughed when Gus held the cassette up to his ear to listen to it, yeah. <laughs> I loved Bobby showing up in the tank, and I admit that I didn't guess it was him inside. Duh. The Gus, Becky, and Jeff reunion was wonderful. Becky is so good with the kids. I love seeing her interaction with them and her understanding about Amy and trying to help out in her own way. I can't believe the animal army was slaughtered the way that it was. That was a horrible shock. I would have thought that Becky would have known better than to give directions to Yellowstone over the airwaves, but that's not going to go well. After listening to last week's podcast, I want to thank Kate for turning me onto this show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, one more thing. I keep thinking about the stag that has shown up a few times. I guess it was a danger. I thought it meant that a stag was lurking about to save him. But we haven't seen it in quite a while. 
after listening to you last week about how Gus is maturing and beginning to take charge in a situation, I wonder if that stag future prediction of Gus himself. The hybrid he will grow to be. Not that he'll become a deer totally, just that he will become a strong, mature hybrid. I hope so. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That is really... Yeah, I'm still very curious about that because I think... Was it like episode two of the first season? Like the deer like shows up at like that like fort where like the poachers and stuff were. And I feel like they reacted to it also. So like it was an actual physical thing there. So I don't know. I'm, I haven't thought about that much this season until like it comes up and I'm like, ah, what was that? You're right. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. I like the idea of it also kind of representing just Gus's growth and, and possible, you know, future of what he can become. I like that too. It could oh, be both. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I want. I want to hope for that so much that you know he'll he'll get to grow uh, into an adult and be a strong, uh, strong, mature hybrid, as Don puts it. Thanks, Don. That was great, as usual. Uh, we got an email this week from our good friend Daphne. She always has some lovely, insightful things to say. She says, hi, Rima and Pake. The reunion, let me start over. The reunions in this episode were great. Bear and Jeb and Bear and Gus and Bobby with everyone. And Wendy with Bear, even though she doesn't remember her. Bertie's tape to Richard made me tear up. She sacrificed so that Gus would be safe. She also tried to warn them about testing things on humans before it was ready. Julian as patient zero wasn't a surprise as she was focused on funding and results. Unfortunately, it cost so many others their lives. It was great, though, to get the backstory of why Birdie went to Alaska in the first place. I agree. Bobby and back will stay with me forever. <laughs> so glad he's re- reunited with the group and to hear Rufus tell Jep to take good care of him warmed my heart. Note to Jep, if you want the kids to take a quick bathroom break, <laughs> don't park the bus by a playground. <laughs> Although I really enjoyed seeing them get to be kids, and I'm glad that Amy got to see it as well, since her time with us is growing shorter. Love the use of the Nathaniel Ratcliffe song, and it's still all right for the bus ride. Also, Amy carrying the piece of Roy with her, oh, and sharing that he was eight and loved soccer. Those we carry with us are never forgotten. Oh, I know. I don't blame her. I wouldn't take no freaking mm-hmm. vaccination or medicine. No, that, that was her kid. Oi. Anyway, Daphne goes on. Jep is right. The kids are going to need him and Becky after the loss of Amy. I thought the way that she shared with them the hopes and dreams that she has for them in the future, as well as encouraging them to go out into the world that belongs to them. Glad Tiger was able to get there in time to warn them that Abbott was coming, but now we mourn the loss of the animal army. Will Jep and company head to Alaska now? I think that's where Gus's heart is already. One more to go. I'm not ready. Daphne. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, I know. I don't think I'm ready either. I, this episode was so great, but I don't think I could take another heart wrenching <laughs> episode. I don't think my feelings can take it. Um, we got a voice message this week from our friend, Steve. Let's see what he has to say. 
Hello, Pake and Rima. This is Steve. Hope I get this in in time. I just totally lost track this week. I don't remember when you were recording for Sweet Tooth, the penultimate episode. I'll find you. Oh, it's a birdie flashback with the eggs. Uh, I'll find you. She just said the title of the episode. My drop. And she gave the baby to. Oh, it's great seeing Will Forte. Uh, I'll find you. Title episode. Another mic drop. She said it again. <laughs> she just smashed against that screen. Oh, it's the animal army and Bobby and the, the other guy got the tank. Hey, that was cool. The tank blowing up the, the roadblock. But all those, uh, the kids in the bus, that noise had to make their ears go crazy. Is the microbe, they, oh, they just kidnapped Dr. Miller, man. But is the microbe they're talking about, is that the disease? And then Gus is something separate? That was a funny ex- exchange. Same, I swear. Oh, the reunion between Wendy and Becky. Oh. Oh, she did say she forgives him, but now he's figured out that she's got the sick. Okay, now I understand why she took it. She already knew she was sick when she took the Roy, but she's not going to take the cure. Oh, there it is again. I'll find you. Mic drop. Oh, it's so cute. Gus gave a dog to Skunk Boy. Oh, and kids, if you don't recognize what that is, that is called a Walkman. It's a cassette playing <laughs> portable player. And now Gus gets to listen to the message all by himself. I'll find you again, mic drop moment. Okay, so Jillian just confirmed that, yes, the microbe and the Gus, the animals, are two different things. Okay, but they are related to each other. Mic drop moment. I'll find you. Title of the episode. Oh, putting tapes over the hole so that you can record over a permanent cassette. Oh, I remember that. No, Becky's telling them where they are. I hope Abbott's not able to listen to this radio conversation. And there's Abbott. I guess he didn't have to listen to the radio conversation if he's within earshot. Oh, Amy, good rules to live by. Don't fight. If you fight, make up and say I love you. Hey, so she did have a plane. And who's this woman that's flying her? Oh, big man just woke up. And I think the last minute found them. Okay, Sweet Tooth just needs some alone time. Oh, all the animal army. But Tiger at least made it to warn him. Oh, season finale is going to be good. Talk to you later. Thanks, Steve. It was great. That the was great. Equipment budget for that voicemail was just ugh, so high with all those mics you were dropping. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of mic drop moments. Maybe the most we've had uh-huh. on the podcast. That was great. Thank you, Steve, and everyone that wrote in. Uh, one more to go, y'all. So uh, keep it keep it coming. Um, because, yeah, next week we're going to be covering Season 2, Episode 8 of Sweet Tooth, titled The Ballad of the Last Men. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. I don't know. Uh, so that'll be next week uh, that we'll be recording that. And in the meantime, between now, when this episode will drop, and next week when, our, when we record the finale for Sweet Tooth, Black Mirror... Um, season six is going to be dropping so stay tuned for that that's going to be coming after our coverage of sweet tooth so you'll have time if you uh, go ahead and watch the finale leave your feedback and if you want to go ahead and jump in um, to you know black mirror i won't blame you i'm gonna wait until we've finished um, with sweet tooth or at least until i've watched the finale Um, but yeah super excited for that so be sure to um, catch us for the finale and then join us for Black Mirror. We hope to hear from yes. us for that one, too. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if I can make the same promise. But yeah, after I watch the finale, because that will be 
<laughs> tonight after we're done recording. So I'm I'm good. Yes. Because yeah, and because it's anthology, so we don't even have to worry about it week to week. I might just like binge through it for the first time, like over this week before they before we start covering it, and then just have my re- second watches as we're covering them. But yeah, that's the beauty yeah. about like you can't really spoil yourself ahead of time on on Black Mirror. You enjoy no. them. No. I, I don't think so. I, from what I'm hearing, I mean, not a whole lot has been. I mean, there's like the little mini trailers and the posters yeah. and things out. But um, I think they're sticking to, you know, the anthology. I don't know that any of season six episodes are related uh, to any of the other prior ones or not. Uh, so, yeah, you're you're pretty safe to, you know, to watch them and not get spoiled. Pretty excited. I'm excited for the finale. I'm excited for Black Mirror. That yes. show's never let me down. Hmm. always good quality yeah excited to see what kind of insane things can come up with this season <laughs> oh my gosh can you imagine what charlie burker has cut oh, since the pandemic and mm-hmm. what you know because he said he wasn't going to do anymore and then he does and with such an amazing cast to boot mm-hmm. to oh it's gonna be it's gonna be great yes all right so if you would like to leave us any feedback for the finale of Sweet Tooth or even over this next week, you get a chance to watch some Black Mirror. You can reach out to us, uh, find all of our contact information, everything over at podcastica.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows. Um, so much great content on Podcastica, never ending supply. Um, and of course, run for your lives with yeah. you and Daphne. What would you like to tease us with? this week all right this weekend's episode we're going back to the year 2000 the distant past <laughs> um no <laughs> um for a very uh controversial piece of japanese cinema those who know it may know battle royale uh interesting movie uh basically you know the 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 phenomenon that uh hunger games just took and ripped off completely and ran with Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 originally Tell us how you really feel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hunger Games has a has a place in my heart. It's 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 fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's it originally yeah is kind of a, a Japanese story. It comes from yeah Battle Royale. It's a you know futuristic society uh, where you know overpopulation and under you know everything's just kind of chaos. And kids are revolting, and it's just a lot of, you know, crime and yada, yada, yada. So the government sets up this system where they pick one, like, classroom of kids each year and put them out on an island and have them all kill each other till there's one left. And it's just kind of this way to, like, keep them suppressed under the thumb of the government. So that's what this is, is this movie. You're following this class of, like, 40 Japanese students out on an island fighting to the death. And... It's real great. Uh, of course, it was like, banned in several countries when it first came out. Um, <laughs> it can be kind of controversial. Sure. It's a lot, but it's it's also very touching, very moving in a lot of ways, too. So it's a great movie. That's excellent. I don't know that I've heard of that one, so <laughs> let's check that one out. Yeah. That's awesome. If you want to check that out or any of the other great shows going on, whether it's From, still going really strong right now. A lot of great sure stuff is. going over there on what is From. And there's so many other shows coming up soon on podcast, uh, Podcastica, a lot of stuff coming out. So to keep tabs on all that, again, podcastica.com to see all the shows and make sure you share your love with the ones that you really uh, want to follow and enjoy 
especially like this one right here, Strange Indeed, you know, give us your ratings, reviews, follows, <laughs> subscription, whatever it is you can do. We always appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you in advance. But all right, for now, that is our show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Pate. And Caroline Yvonne is strange indeed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.